ladies and gentlemen boys and girls coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world is the boss bj what's the up big, the big guy kg we are two of your sideline junkies and we are here with the dc sports rundown got a lot to get into tonight and we pulling double duty so i right directly after this we going into the tuesday night flight over on podbean so make sure you join us on that uh first and foremost we got to hit the big news because it affects washington emails revealed who boy bruce allen's emails with john gruden were revealed last week and in those emails he made disparaging <laughs> racial comments about Demore Smith saying his lips were like uh, Goodyear tires, Michelin tires, Michelin tires. I'm sorry. And then he came out and he said disparaging comments about Roger Goodell. He called him a homophobic slur. He put down uh, female referees and their rise. Um, said back in I think that was 2014 that uh, Jeff Fisher shouldn't have been pressured into drafting Michael Sam. Um, and and not in those words. No, not in those words. I'm not going to use the words because I don't want any backlash for this show because we're going on four years strong and I'm not trying to do nothing to derail that train. So, and you know, sensitivity. So, uh, he also said that, uh, he off quote unquote offered up, uh, 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 oral sex. Well, not, not he offered. He 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 told. Uh, I think his name is Brian Glazer, the owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, basically, to give him oral, and Bruce Allen responded with, uh, "He'd probably be up for it." A lot has came out. Uh, Bruce Allen. Now think about this. Everybody else, and it wasn't just Gruden and Bruce Allen. It was Gruden, Bruce Allen. Uh. Also was um, the founder of Hooters and a couple of other big weeks were in this email chain. I think it's like 1,100 emails over a course of um, five, six years. Gruden has stepped down. Bruce Allen may never work in the NFL again. He is NFL. Well, he was NFL royalty. Uh, but this is from the investigation into the misconduct that was here in dc with the washington football team b let's jump into your thoughts uh what do you think about the whole thing man so we're gonna stick to right here dc sports rundown live we're gonna stick to specifically the washington football team and just starting from the top it's no way in four hills that, and, you know, we don't have the emails on our hand, you know, we can't see anything, but there's no way in four hills. You can't tell me that the owner of this Washington football team, Dan Snyder, doesn't have any knowledge of what was going on between his right, then right hand man right hand man they were they were peanut butter and jelly okay so and i know it takes proof 
but you can't tell me with a straight face that the owner now if it was the fields groundman or one of the security guards i could believe it a little bit more but when it's your right hand man somebody that reports directly to you right under you um we all know how hands-on dancing has been is so this isn't surprising and as a black male is not surprising um john gruden coached after they unearthed the uh comments about um smith's lips he coached his game he coached that game the outrage came when the homophobic slurs appeared and these comments come all the way up to 2018 comments about Barack Obama and other things. So um, it seems like the Washington football team, every time they dig themselves out of a hole, they jump into a deeper hole because now it's, it's not even about football. Now it's, it's, it's bigger fish to fry and you still have, and this is from something KG Reminded me of early, you still have the women that were cheerleaders that still haven't got justice for the things that happened to them. So it's like a big, huge. Go ahead. You got to you got to give credit that credit to uh, the Midnight Rider, Ben. You got to give him the credit for that because he okay. brought that up and he he wrote an open letter. If you go back on our Sideline Junkies page, um, it's shared there and it's also in the Sideline Junkies group. Ben's um, open letter to the NFL, which was spot on. So please check that out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's just so much going on. And, and the thing is, yeah, and, and, and Goodell, and Goodell. Um, but, you know, I don't know if anybody's familiar. And, and, and I'm going to step off to left field for a second. You know, Dave Chappelle's comedy special is like everything he said was spot on. Everything he said was spot on because there was no outrage when he made those first, the first remarks that came out about uh, Maurice Smith. Well, not really no outrage. They came out, I expected, as a black man, like always, I expected an apology. It's not a racist bone in my body. I expected people to come out and support him. Oh, he's not like that. That's not the type of person he is. And they, and they did. Like it came out before these other comments came out. So now where do you stand? You put yourself out there on the ledge. You jumped off the ledge. You went to bat for this man, the people that did. Now where do you stand at? Where do you stand at now? Because obviously he is like that. He's been like that forever. You just don't pop up like this. Okay? The other thing, the other thing that worries me is that this is only going to hide more things because these people were dumb enough to use their NFL emails with, you know, Bruce Allen. I don't know who else used their NFL email, but this is public record. This is a public company. That's just like you using your work email to share, share things you're not supposed to share and expect it to, you know, it might stay under wraps for a long time until something tripped the alarm and it might not be you. 
it may not be you. They have systems now where it's not even humans combing through these emails and these videos. Hell, YouTube has it where the when you if you're playing something that's copyrighted, it can tell and nobody has to review it. They have a a, a, a machine or, or whatever they have, a computer that can tell what you're playing. And if it's a copyrighted piece of music, you're coming down quick. And the same thing goes for these emails and everything else. You know, so it's it's a sad state, but I, I just think that uh this is what the NFL is, unfortunately. Um, Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed proved it. They got the ultimate black ball. And um us on this show, we've been talking about Kaepernick all the time. And you know, it's just everything that comes out proves what we're saying. You know something, B. One thing that uh, and midnight ride not a problem because what you say it was late last night. I was up, I couldn't sleep, and I read it. I didn't comment, but I immediately read it. I loved it, and I had to share it. I got to get that out there because that's exactly the the mindset we need to be in. And what Ben said is about the forty women that were taken advantage of here in D.C. You know, we don't have a first ladies of football cheerleading team anymore we don't have uh different things that we once had because these emails that were revealed were some were pictures of the cheerleaders topless you know that's no good that's never any good never any good and that whole situation all this came out because of bruce allen leaking emails to the league about the investigation to towards uh daniel snyder and misconduct and everything and next thing you know boom we got all of this so you turned up something else but they're talking about not opening not reopening the investigation against daniel snyder and the washington football team but how can you close an investigation when the people that were wronged have not received justice those women were taken to costa rica and basically you you, you turn into a gorilla pimp Either you go and have dinner with this gentleman or you don't have to worry about coming back home because you're going to be stuck here. We're taking your passport. You held their and, passports and, hostage. And, and not even that, too, because we all know that the that cheerleading, uh, you know, all across the league, it's a, it's a tight knit. You know, it's hard to get into. It's hard to get into. So it, it's just like anything else. The fear of losing your job. Like you said, the passports were held. Hey, you're going to do this. Without having to, without having to say it, we all know what "go have dinner with this guy" means. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's disgusting all the way around. Uh, it's just, and I just don't want to. I don't want to seem like you know cold, but it's just not surprising. This is the shield, well, ladies and gentlemen. This is what the shield is about. If you disrespect the shield. In their eyes, not not you know, you're going down. Say it again. And all, all of this outrage about John Gruden, we got 32 league owners. None of them are black. Okay, we've seen, and and we try not to take this show this way because we we go there and be like that's a whole. When we say it's a whole nother show, that's when we're trying to stop talking about what we're talking about. 
but you see how they've treated Eric Bieniemy. You got Byron Leftwich in Tampa, offensive coordinator. You got Steve Wilkes. They got dumped because they drafted Josh Rosen, which was an absolute one of the worst top 10 picks in recent memory. He got fired for that only for them to bring in their franchise quarterback and not give him a chance to to um to even reap the benefits of that. They have one one season. Um I mean it's countless people that are this league is is what it is. And something I want to touch on. I know we we know we time strapped and we trying to we trying to stop rambling, y'all. So you know <laughs> bear with us. But I think it's ultimately disrespectful to the Rooney Rule also. Now, the Rooney Rule was created to give minorities, not just black people, a chance, a shot at being an NFL head coach, but because it wasn't happening. The interviews just wasn't even happening. You had qualified candidates, Dennis Smith, Marvin Lewis, and I know I'm missing names, okay? And I actually starting to think now that these teams are paying some of these black assistants, black coaches under the table just to get the interview out the way. Just think a couple of years ago, and Gary said this the best. Dallas had no intentions, not even a 0.1% of hiring Marvin Lewis. They needed him to do the interview so they could hire who they want to hire. They had no intention of hiring Marvin Lewis. And you look at, if you look back at the interviews um, that's happened over the last couple of years, I cringe because I say it's no chance in hell they're hiring this guy, you know, but you try to be optimistic as, as that man going into that interview and saying, Hey man, I might have a shot. I can really show him my football knowledge. And in the back of their mind, they have, they don't care what you know. They just need you to come in here, razzle dad you, give you a good big steak, medium rare, baked potato, glass of wine and send you on your way so they can hire who they want. I was listening to Sports Talk Radio 980 credit. I forgot who said it. The year the Chargers hired Mar uh, North Turner. Guess who was, guess who Pittsburgh hired? Mike Tomlin. Just think of all the teams that year that was looking for a coach that passed on Mike Tomlin. Just think, just think of how many the Jacksonvilles, the Detroits of the world, the Jets, mm -hmm. the Washington football team. Just think of how many teams pass on Mike Tomlin. How many Super Bowls Mike got? Tomlin got two. Uh, no, Mike Tomlin has one. Cowboy has he got the other. one. Okay, you got Pittsburgh, a very well-respected franchise before Tomlin came there. Mm -hmm. But he's kept that. He's kept that train going. He's kept that train going. That that franchise is well-respected. And I said something the other day on a podcast. They got two people that don't fit that Pittsburgh mode, which is Smith Schuster and, and Claypool. They're a little mouthy mm -hmm. to be Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and, and, you know, Juju is hurt for the season. You know, even though I don't really care for Juju, never want to see anybody hurt. But they don't fit that Pittsburgh mode. But Mike Tomlin has kept that team respectable, kept them – that if you play Pittsburgh, even if they're struggling, you know you're going to be in a dog fight. You know you, you're going up against a well-coached team, a disciplined team. And just mm -hmm. think of how many teams pass that up to go get North Turner, 
a retread? Just how many retreads are in this league right now coaching? Think about the team that passed those coaches up. And I, I know I got to eat crow because I was so happy about the signing because I thought I was getting arena football and, and Cincinnati coordinator and, and, and offensive assistant from Tampa Bay, Jay Gruden. Yeah, I didn't get that guy. But think about how many qualified candidates that were passed up to give him that job. But he got that job because his brother is really, really close with Bruce Allen. And Bruce Allen was the man here. Now, Bruce Allen, Jay Gruden, John Gruden, and Doug Williams all worked in Tampa Bay at the same time. Starting to come together, ain't it? Yes, it is. It's starting to come together a little bit. Yes, it is. And we're going to talk, you know, in And detail. that's Tomlin never had a losing season. You're absolutely right. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. He stepped in. They continue to be linebacker you. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, they they lost, um, I can't think of, uh, Ryan Shazier. Mm-hmm. To, to that injury, and they just keep finding people. They got they got Antonio Brown, fastest receiver to 900 receptions, I believe. They don't have him no more. They got Juju. They find Chase Claypool. They find running backs. They got Big Ben working. They always find somebody to replace. They, they're very good at what they do from top to bottom. That's, that's one of the top-tier organizations in the league. I, if not number one, if not number one, because of how they ran, they ran like because a business, but ran. it's a family. Exactly, and I and and I and I rambled a little bit, but go, but to go back to the Rooney Rule, I, I honestly I believe that when the Rooney Rule was created by Mister Rooney, it was pure. It was for the the intent to give people a chance minorities a chance to coach in this league to have that opportunity to get an interview they weren't even getting the damn interviews to coach and now i think they've made a complete mockery of that rule it's just a uh uh, it's just in the way to get to where they want to go just think of how when the rooney rule went in effect and how many minority candidates have gotten interviewed What's the percentage of them that got hired? It has to be under five percent. Yeah. It look has, how many times it might be. Look how many times Eric Bieniemy been been interviewed, and they were talking about well, if Gruden's out in Oakland, Eric Bieniemy can he he should be the number one candidate. Somebody said no. Why would he want to go to Oakland and rebuild the team to get fired? He's going to stay right in Kansas City. What do you mean? He's the top assistant. Yeah, because Andy Reid only has one to two more years. Andy Reid is going to pass the reins off to Eric Bieniemy so he can stop going through that damn carousel. But and it, and it shouldn't be like that. And one, Andy Reid shouldn't have to pass that to Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy should already have a job. Eric Bieniemy should already have a job. The second, Eric Eric Bieniemy shouldn't be going in the pig pen for scraps because they they had to fire John Gruden. And you notice the league took their hands off of it. They let the Raiders do all the dirty work. Yeah, they gave him the emails and said, well, here's the emails. You do what you like. And then he yes. quote unquote resigned. No, he didn't resign. Say it right. He got fired. He got yeah, he fired on his day off at that. Yeah, he got because fired. Because all NFL teams are off on Mondays. He got fired on his of, day off, Craig. Just, just think of how the NFL brass has been salivating over John Gruden. That's, that's their poster boy, Chucky. Chucky, 
you know, the face. <laughs> Banana wide split, whatever the hell it is, it don't matter no more because you never hear it again. That's true. You and know, you know what? I just this- had a deja vu moment. I don't know why, but I just that was deja vu. Whew, they are babe. Ben. They are Ben. And that's what I'm saying. You got retreads of retreads. Yeah. Sons of sons of coaches that my daddy coached in the league, and I that that's already getting me a job. Overqualified candidates. And I don't men, women, black, brown, qualified candidates. The retread sons retreads are getting, you know, besides Kyle Shanahan. I think Kyle's doing a hell of a job. Yeah. Kyle's doing a hell of a job. I think he's uh, a really good McVay, coach. McVay is a legacy too. McVay's doing a hell of a job too. Yeah, indeed. But those guys earned it. Yeah. Those guys, yeah. And they got passed up right here in DC. <sighs> They had their hands wrapped around, and, and Kyle, Kyle, I understand why, because you know the the organization and Mike had issues, right? but we'll talk about that later. But um, well, we got a uh, Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only and, reason why he doesn't is that who? Wait, now that was got, Andy. That was Andy Reid's son that got the uh, the, the drunk DUI. Driving, yeah, right? yeah. And he got fired. The linebackers coach. He got fired. That's the only reason why he got fired. That's the only reason why he got fired. All right, we had that 21-minute mark. We need to break down Sunday's game, but we're going to get into more into these emails with John Gruden and his quote-unquote resignation on the uh, Tuesday night flight, which is coming up immediately after this D.C. sports rundown on Podbean. So be on the lookout for the post and a link for that. Now, Sunday. Washington went into FedEx Field and lost 33-22 to the New Orleans Saints. I'm a little PO'd behind that because of the way this defense played. Uh, Jameis mm-hmm. Winston, 15-30, 279, four touchdowns and a pick. Alvin Kamara, 16 carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Callaway, four catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara had a TD, five receptions, 51 yards. Um, Harris, one catch, 72 yards. <sighs> On the other side, Taylor Heineke, 20 of 41, 248 and two picks. Antonio Gibson, 20 carries, 60 yards and two TDs. Uh, Adam Humphreys, three catches, 73 yards. DeAndre Carter, four catches, 62 yards. Scary Terry, four catches, 46 yards. But I wonder how many times he was targeted. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, Five catches, 41 yards. Um, this defense, Cole Holcomb had a pick. Uh, Deron Payne had a sack. Chase Young had a sack and a fumble, a uh, forced fumble. We're going to start. Let, you know what? The glaring issue is the defense. Let's start it with is. the defense. Okay. I cannot um, cover for this dude anymore. Landon Collins, you are. The weakest link. Goodbye. I am tired of hearing it was a communication issue on the back end between the safety. Week. Every week. We're Every week. multiple week times five. in the game. Multiple times in the game. Five weeks, three preseason games, plus a month prior to that to get your communication together. Yep. It's no way in five hills you should have communication issues now. And everybody's saying, well, oh, it's scheme. It's scheme. No, it's not scheme. 
The plays are being called. They don't know what they're supposed to be. That's somebody not paying attention to the film study. How do you let a burner get behind you? You playing free safety. You're pre-snap read. How do you let a burner get behind you? And this is coming from somebody that played the position. You don't let, as free safety, you let nobody get deeper than you. If he run in the end zone, you running with him. He run up the tunnel, you running with him. This defense, the defensive line played a lot better. A lot of pressure, things like that. But guys got upfield too much. You got to... Defensively, with these linebackers, uh, Jamin Davis didn't play very much. Uh, Pro football focus rated him very, very low. Like he has 100% completion percentage on him when he's in coverage. Uh, He has a missed tackle rate of like, I think it was like, 35%. 35%. He misses a lot of tackles. I don't know if it's technique, out of place. What is it? But he has to step the hell up. B, take it over before I say something that I ain't got no business. Burrow, well, we're going to dive into it because we got about, what, 10 minutes left on here? And, 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 that, and that's what I was about to say, man. You can't rate him off 13 snaps, and he's a rookie. And that's going to bring me to my other No, no, point. no. This That was his rating for the season so far. That wasn't just one game. That was his rating for the season. Well, he got 13 snaps in that game. You, you're not going to learn as a rookie with 13 snaps. If if they want him to get better, you drafted this boy in the first round. This ain't a seventh round pick. You know, this ain't Mr. Irrelevant. This is somebody that needs to play to learn, right? So... And I got to disagree with you before I get to Taylor Heineke and the offense. There is something wrong top to bottom from Jack Del Rio all the way down to the players. The uh, defensive assistance, because you said people don't know where they're supposed to be after eight weeks of football. So I think at this point, we have to stop blaming Landon Collins and blame Blame it, put the blame on the, the the Jack Del Rio and the defensive coordinators because after I mean we saw last year. We saw enough last year that Landon Collins is not good in coverage. So okay, if you know somebody's not good in coverage, why do you keep putting them in situations that they have to keep covering? Why do you put them in situations where they're the main safety over top? It's, it's, it's mind-blowing, okay? If Landon Collins is stronger in the box, then why not come out in more nickel and put him in, you could put him in the third, the, the nickel slot and make him blitz from there? And I ain't saying cover. I'm saying blitz from the nickel spot. Or you could put him in one of the linebacker spots. You had your three corners on the field. Make him a linebacker. You got two linebackers in your nickel, right? Make him one of the linebackers. Make him cover underneath. Why isn't can't curl playing more? One of the uh, one of the things before I get to what a big point I want to make about the Washington football team. And I just lost my train of thought completely. Brian Brian yelled it, and I just lost my train of thought. That that's that forty year old man. It is. So I'm gonna make my I'm gonna go, I'm gonna make my big point. Yes, the defense is underperforming. The beginning of the season, we talked, we felt like this team could win a division. 
That was with Ryan Fitzpatrick, a veteran at quarterback, and a defense that we thought should be able to get to the quarterback at will with Chase Young, Montez Sweat, the Alabama boys, and Ionitis up front. We weren't even talking about the secondary because we thought that front seven should be disruptive enough. You could put sticks back there in the damn secondary. You could have the TV monitors with the player's face that's supposed to be at corner covering these people. Okay? That's nowhere near happening. It's a complete disappointment. And for, I know what I want to say, Ron Rivera, something scary, he said it says, we're not making no adjustments. You know, I, I, I don't understand how that could come out of his mouth when you're having the problems you're having on defense. The offense I'm going to get to in a second. So, of course, Fitzpatrick gets hurt. Taylor Heineke comes in. He's been working magic. This is only his, he only has five starts underneath his belt. Technically, ladies and gentlemen, he is, his, his years in the league doesn't say it. He's still a rookie. This is a rookie quarterback going through growing pains. The throws, the miscues you saw Sunday. Him trying to do too much. That's rookie stuff. That's what you're seeing from Joe Burrow at times. Joe Burrow's lights out. But you, you see it at him at times. And he's not a rookie. He's going in his second season. Trevor Lawrence. Is, have, it, he, he looks like mud down there in Jacksonville. Zach Wilson. Garbage. Okay? These are rookie growing pains. So now... When I when you read the stats off and you said 44 throws for Taylor Heineke, and I shook my head, not because he threw two interceptions, because he shouldn't be throwing the damn ball 44 times in the game. You're putting him, you're putting everything on his shoulders. You cannot put everything on a guy that right as of last as of Sunday has five stars underneath his belt. I'm sorry to say, okay. If the defense was doing their part, I think that you would see they're two and three right now. I, I you would possibly see a four and four and one team, four and two. If the defense was living up to their part, it, this by far is the worst defense in the league right now because they can't stop nothing up front. They can barely get to the quarterback, and the the secondary is just absolute garbage. Okay. This is not the team that started the season. A lot of a lot of things on offense is being are being misused. They're not using. They're not taking a back advantage of having Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. They have two dogs in the backfield. Okay, they're not taking advantage of that. You see how New Orleans used Kamar. Why isn't Washington doing more of that with Gibson and McKissick? McKissick shows you what he could do the other week. And then he got very little playing time this week. Wait, let me let me let me see. He touched the ball. What? He ran the ball. McKissick ran the ball two times for negative one yards. Amazing. Uh, and he had one catch for eight yards. He touched the ball three times. Three times. And this dude should Just, be in the offense. At least 15. At least 15. That's at all least what 10 I say every week. And I'm not at saying that because I got him 15. in fantasy, though. Yeah, at least 10 to 15 for McKissick, 15 plus for Gibson. If you don't get, if they don't get these touches, you're not winning, period. 
You could throw the Terry McLaurin all day. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're down sheriff. That's that, that's something I want to touch on before we leave, too. Because I, I, I'm i going to say it, and I know it's going to be unpopular opinion. It's just time for him to go. It's time for him to go. We talked about sheriff and not be not being able to stay healthy. Franchise tag got the franchise tag. Let him go. Get rid of him. Mm. Mm. All right. This is yeah. Look, this is channeling my inner John Thompson show. This is channeling my inner Doc Walker. If they ain't on the field, baby, they ain't no good to us. You need people that can play. Okay. You need people, if, if it's the third string, if it's the second string, if you got to get somebody off the damn street to come in here and play with heart for 60 minutes. Because if you look, it's especially defense in that second, defense period, I ain't going to just say the secondary. And I'm not naming any names because it's blame on all 11. It's a lot of lack of effort going on in that field. It's a lot. Like that jump ball. Oh my goodness, that jump ball, nobody jumped. I'd rather you call a pass interference and me rip a guy helmet off trying to get to the ball and have another chance to stop them on the one versus giving up a touchdown. It what was it five or six uh, uh football team players down there? Yep. Ain't no way. There's no way. And that wasn't Michael Thomas that caught that ball. You kidding me. No, you no, kidding see, me. Here's my thing. And we we Keith gave you a, a little little advice. You know, we 40, so we got you gotta write your thoughts down. Yeah, I do. I do. we gotta get posting notes. Now, Ben say Heineke's arm scares him. I think Heineke was forcing it too much. Number one. Number two, he was. He was. Number two, defensively. Yes, it was on all eleven. And I heard uh Chris Baker, former defensive tackle for the Washington football team, with Washington Redskins at the time. He said something. He said maybe. Coaches are not listening to the guys. You know, I'm more of a this kind of guy than this. This is not working to my strengths, coach. And, you know, older coaches are stubborn. Jack Del Rio, older player, uh, older coach, you know, he's a former player, older coach. He's probably stubborn and setting his ways. What you said about Landon Collins, he said the same thing. He said Landon Collins has to be used more like Jamal Adams. Bring him in the box. Let him blitz off the edge. And that's what Landon Collins does. He's a box safety. But now Landon Collins in New York, he could cover. He could he could drop back and cover if he had to. Because I, well, I mean, shit, he made it look easy against Washington because he picked the, he picked our quarterbacks off regularly. Everybody Washington plays makes it look easy. Mm. You're talking about a dysfunctional franchise for the last 20 years. Most of most of the last 20 years, besides Gibbs 2.0 and Shanahan. Shanahan had had a little bit of reins. Well, no, There's Shanahan no. was dysfunctional too, because you know we we don't tell the guys somewhere. the truth; we just tell them what they need to know. Yeah, somewhat he had his ways, but definitely he's not below Jake Gruden. He's not below Jim Zorn. No. Okay. Um, it, it, there's no leaders on this defense, and Chase Young is too young to take that role, even though. It, it, it by default it falls on him. There's nobody to get in somebody's face. Like 
at the Landon, Landon Collins, somebody should be in his face. It can't be Landon Collins. If Landon he, Collins, if Landon Collins coming to the sideline trying to pump the guys up, they're gonna look at him like he lost his eyeballs. They're like, dude, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? You just let this two touchdowns in, blown coverages every week. I know you're not giving trying to give a, a pep talk on. They have nobody on that defense. If you go around to the best defenses in the league, they have somebody that can get in your grill if you mess up. And when you when they do that, it's respected. Like, oh man, okay, got you. I won't. It won't happen again. Like Pittsburgh, like well, the Rams. True, because I don't think you want to mess with Aaron Donald. Yeah, look, Sheriff, look, my thing is for the, the money he's asking for, I need you to play all 17. I need you to play all 17 games. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He's been a little bit unreliable the last couple of years. If I'm the Washington football GM, I'm not giving him that money. I'm trading him. Somebody else in the league can get one of the best guards in the league, one of the best guards ranked by Pro Football Daily, uh, Pro Football Focus, the NFL, NFL Fantasy, your mom, your dad, your grandpappy, best guard in the league. Here you go. I, I do it. Too. I rank him up there too. I, I, see me. He I don't want to get rid of. He is. No, he I is. Don't. He is. But at the same token, you're now looking at a team that obviously is something not there on defense. And guess what? You got. Four really big names on that defensive line. One of them already got a contract. Chase Young is going to get his money unless something diabolical happens, and I hope that's not the case. If Montez Sweat reaches a certain sack total this year, he's going to be looking to get paid, okay? The other Alabama boy going to be looking to get paid, baby. And he's coming up this year. It's no it's no way I'm giving – you shouldn't have gave the first Alabama boy money because I would love to know what the run uh, rush totals per game against his average yards per, per, te- per team is. Now, you can't, but you can let him go. You can find something. You trade, sign and trade. You can do something. What's up, buddy? I'm on a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. Okay. Hi. But – it is is how much money are you going to waste? You got to think. You got to think. You got to think like a GM. You're going to give Sheriff this money. You still got to pay Chase Young in a couple of years. You got to pay Montez Sweat. You got to pay the other Alabama boy. You got all this money tied up in Landon Collins. Is is Scary Terry still on his rookie contract? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You got Curtis Samuel on the other side. He can't stay on the field, so I'm not even going to worry about him. Yeah, he getting 10, G, uh, 10 mil, so. Okay. And you got basically a rookie quarterback, and you're asking Taylor Heineke that's proven to you he can make some throws. He is a gunslinger, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't know what a gunslinger is, if you're too young to understand what a gunslinger is, Brett Favre is a gunslinger. They're, Aaron Rodgers is a gunslinger. Brady in his heyday was a gun. They're willing to take chances. Brett Big Ben Roethlisberger is a gunslinger. They're willing to take chances on throws to give their receivers an opportunity. If that means an interception, 
Hell, that means the interception. I think Big Ben in his heyday was one of the best at putting the ball up there and giving his receiver a chance. Big Ben will have a horrible half, a horrible three quarters. And come out and light, finish it up, come back, Pittsburgh on top. That's just what Taylor Heineke is. He's a gunslinger. He's a risk taker. You have the receivers. Just look at the, the throw he made, the, the Hell Murray, that uh, Terry McLaurin adjusted for in Atlanta. That's true. You have the receipt. You have the receiver to throw it up to. If you if you're going to throw it up to to McLaurin on a prayer, I'm good with that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm good because I, I I feel like he's good enough to try to get that ball and good enough that if he can't get that ball, he's not going to let the DB get that ball. There's a lot of issues right now with this team. Okay, this team is essentially has went from division favorite with a defense that was supposed to perform with a veteran QB that for the most part in his career has done very well to, should I say it? A rebuild. It has went from division favorites to a rebuild. Ladies and gentlemen, Washington football team fans, you have to lower your expectations because it's not it this year. This year, this season's over. This is week going into week six. The Chiefs, I wouldn't be surprised if they put 50 up next week. As bad as their defense is playing, the Chiefs are probably going to put 50 up on this defense next week because mm. as good as Buffalo played them, they couldn't get to Pat Mahomes. You know why you can't get to Pat Mahomes? Because he gets rid of that ball quick. Now you're having problems up front and in the secondary. Expect a big old L coming in Kansas City coming this week coming up. This is a rebuild. This season's over, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm, I'm and not, not because of, and not because of Taylor Heineke. It's because the bread and butter of this team, which was supposed to be the defense. The defense, we we talked about it, KG, in the beginning of the year. This defense is supposed to be top three unit just based on the pass rushing alone. They can't stop anybody. They can't stop the run. They can't rush the passer. Don't they forget about cover. being terrible on third down. They terrible on third down. They can't cover underneath, over top, the sidelines, the middle. They can't do any, It's nothing on this defense that you can say they do this very well. So they're going to have to pass on us. No, they can't stop anything. And Kansas City is wounded. Kansas City is also a six and a half point favorite as of today. But we got to wrap this up because we got to do part two over on Podbean. So join us over there. This uh, particular show will be available mm, probably tonight. The second half won't be available until mm, probably tomorrow afternoon. So. Uh, we got to wrap this up. Um, so B is already calling for Brandon Sheriff to be not re-signed after this franchise tag. And Kansas City is going to put up 50. If Kansas City puts up 50 and Washington doesn't put Washington doesn't put up 51, I'm going to be disappointed. No, they go. They put up 30. And it's, go, it's going to be Taylor Heineke throwing 50 times, which yeah, he shouldn't can, be doing. You got to get out of that. Gotta he shouldn't be doing that. it. We already know if you want to beat the Chiefs, you got to keep Mahomes off the field because you damn sure can't get to him. 
Not with this, not with this defense. You're not gonna you're not gonna get to him. You know so, something that was said Sunday night? What's that? They said, you know, looking at the way Buffalo struggled at first and all of a sudden they went off and took them out. They said this team used to be a super team two years ago. You think they're still hung over from that Super Bowl loss? Because they they used to be invincible. Now they're just human. Nah, I think a lot of people, you know how people catch up to the super team and they're not scared. Mm-hmm. Like that was Buffalo's measuring stick. And and uh, speaking of another gunslinger, Josh Allen. Gunslinger. You saw the throws he made the other night. Okay? Fitting it. That that one to Emmanuel Sanders in the back of the end zone was a butte. Okay? The gunslinger. Okay? It's what Taylor Heineke is. But we're talking about Josh going into his fourth season. Taylor been moved around, bounced this preseason, this team, that team, finally getting a chance here. And it's not just going to come up like that, especially when the defense, the Washington football team beat themselves Sunday. New Orleans didn't beat them. They beat themselves Sunday. A touchdown should have never happened to Hell Murray. And yes, Heineke forced some throws. Why is he forcing throws when you got Gibson and McKissick? I would kill him underneath. You're going to have to come up, and I know we got to get out of here. You're going to have to come up, and you're going to have to check Gibson and McKissick. Put both of them in the backfield. They do it and don't utilize it. it put both of them in the back. And, and some of it's Heineke missing them. Remember, he missed McKissick a couple times in the Atlanta game, and he finally found him, and McKissick took it to the house. Okay? Yep. But you're talking about a, a, a quarterback with five starts. He's a rookie. He doesn't have the experience. He's going to miss people. He's not. He's going to lock in on 17 on plays. He's a rookie. We're not talking about Fitzpatrick. There's a whole different ball game behind the can. Yes, he has the moxie. Yes, he, has, he, he plays with a lot of heart, but that doesn't translate into experience. Mm. I gotta disagree with you, man. I, I wouldn't put his his accuracy on Rex Grossman. Mm. He just had a bad game. He's being asked to do way too much in that situation. He's basically being asked to win the game for the Washington Football Team week in and week out. It, everything's being put on his shoulders. He did it in the Giants game. He did it in the Falcons game. He's shown you he can do it. He has no help. No help. How is he going to do it by himself? He has no help. The defense damn sure is not helping. I'm going to say this, and then we got to go. Taylor Heineke works better when the the offense is up-tempo. That two-minute, that four-minute offense, when they rolling like that, he works way better. You got to do that, whether it's coming out and you help. Think about this, and I'll let it go. Implement the K-Gun offense. But your coach said they're not making no adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> you could take Riverboat take... Ron said they're not making no adjustments. Riverboat Ron keeps his cards close to the vest. He's not going to tell you. So. Why would I tell you? But they haven't made any adjustments the last five weeks. I believe it. <laughs> no, when he said they're not making any adjustments, he's talking about Cutting players and firing coaches. That's what he's talking about when he's talking about adjustments. I hope so. Run that K-gun offense with Taylor Heineke. 
Get a little read option in there because the boy's mobile. I guarantee you'll see a better offense. You hear that, Scott Turner? <laughs> Casey's defense is worse than Washington. And then here's the thing, Keith. I don't think so. If Washington's defense plays like they did Sunday, they're going to wind up making KC uh, defense look like it's top tier. If they, they play forget. the way they did Sunday, I'm sorry. Don't, don't forget, Kansas City, and I said, I, we're going to get out of here. Kansas City's defense, your defense, and not just Kansas City. Just think of all the top-tier offenses that's been in the league that, you know, they scoring in under a minute, minute and a half. Defense got to come back on the field. The defensive numbers are going to look bad. They just ran into a bulldozer in my Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, and that offense. Say that with a lot. Not of everybody has a quarterback that can hurdle over defenders, can run over a defensive end. Your damn sure don't have that in Washington. He mobile, but he ain't running over a defense. That's a whole different. That's a whole different uh, ball game. Okay. That's Josh Allen. That's Stephon Diggs, one of the best receivers in the league, one of the best veteran receivers in the league, and Emmanuel Sanders. That's an offense that's jailed. They're going to come to Washington. They're going to get their fixing juice. This is a game where they're going to be like, man, that felt good. That Things don't hurt as bad. We put up 65. Mm. But we'll see. We'll see. We got to put a pin in that because we got to jump over the pod bean and we going live. Uh, traditional Tuesday night flight. We'll get into more of the Gruden emails. Uh, the Wilder Fury fight. Um, Kyrie not being able to practice or play with the Nets. We'll talk about that too. And Ben Simmons coming back to the 76 or so. Stay tuned. Well, jump over to Podbean or if you're listening to the playback on a recording, just keep listening. That's the boss BJ. I'm the big guy KG. We don't do no overtime because we just we did lying. it. <laughs> we lying big time today. <laughs> we doing major overtime, but we are out of here for now. Peace.